Thank you very much, Mrs. Hershkovitz, and thank you to all the rabbis behind this wonderful program. Um, I have to admit, I don't think that I paid any more than any of the previous or later speakers tonight. And nevertheless, uh, somehow, I got the best topic. So I'm very grateful for that. And the topic I was given is the gift of Torah, which is all about what the holiday that we celebrate the end of this week is. As we know, Thursday night and Friday, we celebrate the great Yom Tov, the great holiday of Shavuos, which commemorates, it's 3,332 years ago, since we stood at, the, at Mount Sinai and received the Torah from God. And yet the name that the holiday is most um, known for, aside from Shavuos, is the day of Matan Torah. Matan comes from the Hebrew word Matona, which is a gift. And therefore it means the gift of Torah. And truly, we look at Torah as a gift, and not just as any gift, but the greatest gift that God gave us. When we study and we finish a tractate, whether of the Talmud or the Mishnah, we make a celebration. When we finish reading a part of the Torah in the synagogue, again we make a celebration. And perhaps the happiest day of the year is Simchat Torah, where we dance and celebrate throughout the day because we finished reading the Torah once again. So yes, as Jewish people, we look at the Torah as this great gift of God, a gift to be cherished, a gift to be appreciated, and a gift to be celebrated. So much so, every morning in our prayers, we make a special section of Birchat Torah, Brachot, blessings, thanking God and praising God for this wonderful gift that He gave to us. But why? Why is it such a great gift? And of course, there are many answers to this question and many correct angles how to see this from. Um, I want to discuss with you three simple great angles of why Torah is indeed such a great gift. Number one, the fact that we're doing this class tonight in such an unusual and unprecedented way is, of course, because of the times that we're living in, uh, difficult times, um, unusual times, and times that we were not in any way really prepared for. The coronavirus with all of its uh, effects. Um, in my family alone, we lost a grandfather to this virus, and the family of the Jewish people and the family of the world has lost so many, and life is upside down for so many people. But perhaps one of the greatest difficulties of this time is the lack of clarity of what exactly are we supposed to be doing or not to be doing. We hear to stay home. We're told perhaps we should be going out, maybe to gatherings of 10 people, maybe more, maybe with masks, maybe with gloves, maybe not with gloves. Maybe this medicine might work and maybe it won't. We're bombarded with different suggestions of what's right and what's wrong. If only we would really know, if only somebody would tell us, if only the one who made the virus would say, well, this is the way out of it, we would do anything to follow. We would be so thankful and grateful for the instructions of exactly what should we do. The word Torah, the Hebrew word Torah means instruction. God created a world. He created a beautiful, great, magnificent, and massive world. He created all different types of beings, and he created a human being, the wisest of all beings. But what's the plan? What's the purpose? Why am I here? What should I do? How do I go about fulfilling the plan of creation, the plan of my birth? What's my plan? That's what Torah is. Torah is Hora'ah, 
a teaching, an instruction guide, an instruction manual. As a young father getting toys for my children and trying to put them together, and I'm no builder, I learned very quickly the importance of following the guide. If you want this toy to come out looking anything similar to what it looked like on the cover of the box, you have to follow the instruction guide of the one who made the toy. Hashem made the world, made people, and gave us his instruction. And perhaps that's one of the greatest gifts of Torah. A person who uses Torah as their bedrock for life, for instruction, is never at a loss for what am I supposed to do, why am I here, what's my mission, and how am I supposed to get there. That's number one in the gift of Torah. Let's go to number two. So, Hashem could have given us an instruction guide and say, do this and don't do that. Do this and don't do that. 613 mitzvahs and many rabbinic injunctions. We could have just had do's and don'ts. He didn't have to explain why does this work or how does this work or what's the deeper meaning behind things. In fact, in most instruction manuals, it's just do's and don'ts. They're not interested in explaining to us why or how this works, just what to do to make it work. And here comes the other astounding gift that God gave us in his Torah. Not only did he give us mitzvahs, not only did he tell us what to do, he told us why. He said, let's discuss, let's explain. We're called the people of the book, not because we just read what to do, but because we have thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of books of Torah in the Jewish library that discuss behind the scenes of every mitzvah. What does it mean? Why does it mean? What's the deeper meaning? And what's, where, is it, where does it come from in the verses? And so on and so forth. Years and years, endless amount of, of study, of material to study and learn. So God said, I don't just want to tell you what to do to make things work. I want you to understand. I want to discuss this with you. Come, let's learn Torah. It's interesting. There are mitzvahs that we don't fully understand, but there are mitzvahs that we do. They're typically called mishpatim. Mishpatim are the mitzvahs that are very, very logical, and there's so much to learn and understand about them. There's one Torah portion that's called mishpatim. It's Torah portion number 18. Count, and you'll find it's number 18. 18 stands for chai. Why does Hashem give us reasons for the mitzvahs? Why does He give us mishpatim? So that we should, that our mitzvahs should be infused with life, with vitality, with feeling. When we learn and understand, we experience it on a whole different level. And God gives us the gift of understanding, the gift of Torah, where He says, don't just listen to me, let's learn, let's understand what my thoughts are, what my plans are, and why. Number three. And I'll conclude with number three. The, the Talmud tells us a very fascinating um, story. And that is, we all know, um, God gives us the Ten Commandments, and then Moses ascends Mount Sinai for 40 days to learn the Torah from God. All of the ins and outs, all of what would later be known as the oral tradition, God teaches Moses for 40 days. And one would think that if he's teaching him for 40 days, so every day he learned part, 140th. And at the end, he finished it all. Says the Talmud, no, that's not what happened. 
Every day Moses learned and forgot what he learned. And the next day he learned and forgot everything. And this happened for 40 days. He kept on forgetting everything. Ad shenitna lo bimatana. Until God gave him the gift of the ability of retention to be able to retain the Torah. And the question is, why was Moshe forgetting everything every day? I mean, we all forget some things, sometimes, many things, but everything and every day? And Moses? Why was he being so forgetful? Why did Torah, why did the retention of Torah have to be given as a gift? And the Rebbe explains. He says, Torah has the wisdom of Torah, the logic of Torah, the intellect of Torah. Yeah, Moshe can handle that. But by the giving of Torah, God was giving something so much more than that. He was investing his very self, his very essence, into the wisdom of his Torah. The Talmud tells us that the first word of the Ten Commandments is Anochi, which is an acronym for, in Aramaic, Anna Nafshi Ktavit Yahavit. I, my essence, am giving myself into the writings, says God. When you learn some of the Torah, you're not just getting to know me intellectually, you're not just picking up an idea, you're actually capturing the essence of God Himself, who's enclosed Himself in those holy words of Torah. When the essence of God is enclosed in those words, even a mind as great as Moses could not handle it, could not grasp it, and could not hold on to it. Till God gave him the gift of Torah. The gift that the human limited finite mind should not only be able to enjoy the beautiful concepts of Torah, but should be able to grasp what's embedded within Torah, God himself. That's the ultimate gift of Torah. And as we receive, we get ready to receive the Torah once again this year on Shavuot, it's a time to appreciate once again this amazing gift of God on every level. The gift of understanding, the gift of direction and instruction, understanding the direction and instruction, and the gift of God himself, rededicating ourselves to that gift, rededicating ourselves to increased study of Torah, appreciation of Torah, and to be worthy of more and more revelation of this greatest of divine gifts. It's my pleasure to call upon my colleague, Rabbi Shalom Bernotik of Chabad. Thank you, Rabbi Silverberg. So our question for tonight is why? Why write it all down? Why 